Good morning. I said to the first uh, service, I said, you didn't get the memo or you wouldn't have shown up. Uh, Pastor Rick has gone to Florida this weekend to perform a wedding, and he asked me to speak, and I was really reluctant uh, to do it, and I was nervous, and I didn't know if I should do it or not. After I spoke the last time, I said, you know, I'm just not going to do that again, because it puts a lot of pressure on you. And last time I had an opportunity, I thought, well, it could snow and maybe I won't have to speak. There was no chance of snow today, so you're <laughs> stuck with me. Uh, I know people are tuning in online. They're probably thinking, is that that pastor? He sure has gotten big, and he talks a lot different than he used to. But uh, I'm, I'm thankful to be here, and um, I'm thankful that I get to uh, share uh, some thoughts with you all about the 40 days in the Word. And um, we discovered a lot about the Word last week. We discovered that the, uh, the Bible is historically accurate. It is pro uh, prophetically accurate, thematically unified, but most important, it changes lives. And that's something that all of us need. We need our lives to be changed. I know before I was saved, um, I was uh, really down and didn't have a lot to look forward to. I had a lot of things going on in my life. But you know what? God gave us a story, gave each and every one of us a different story. And today we're going to learn about somebody named Christian Hazoi. And I learned about Christian Hazoi and what he was able to do. And we're going to show a video. It's a little bit long, but it really tells all about his story. So I want to let you watch his story right now. I got introduced to skateboarding when I was about seven or eight years old, and that was it for me. From that day on, skateboarding became my life. When you're told you're really good at that age, you really just take it in and you start just becoming what they tell you you are. And that's what I, I became. I became, you know, just like my idols. I was smoking weed. I was doing acid. This is like... 10 years old smoking weed, 12 years old doing acid, 13 and 14 years old starting to do uh, cocaine. I was living in Hollywood. I was VIP everywhere I went. I was the youngest kid at the clubs. I was the, had all the girls. I pretty much had it all. But inside of me was dying. See, I was searching for love everywhere. I was searching for it in money. I was searching for it in fame. I was searching for it in skateboarding. Personally, I was like a bucket full of holes. I was searching for it in girls. I was searching for it in, in everything that the world had to offer. Every time I filled it up, it would just drain out. And none of it satisfied me. And it was just this never-ending cycle. I was empty every single time. When I looked in that vulnerable time of my life, that's when I got introduced to crystal methamphetamine. And from that moment, that's when my life began to really change. Going around the mountain, ice, speed, tweak. From 95, 1995, all the way to 2000, January 2000, I did crystal meth every single day, all day. 
going around the mountain. Crank, whatever you want to call it. I smoked it, I snorted it, I shot it. Let's party one more time. I ate it any way possible, I did it one more time. Basically, if you want to say, I was just trying to destroy myself. But I would have said I was trying to have a good time. One more time, one more time, one more time. In that point, I can remember just saying, I gotta quit, I'm gonna make a big comeback. I'm gonna, you know, blow everyone's mind and I'm gonna get sober, I'll quit tomorrow. And I'm gonna skate and I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna have this huge tomorrow turnaround in my life. And, and, I, and I pictured it in my head, going around the mountain. But at the same time, it was this constant, never-ending cycle of trying to say this, but yet be sucked into a vortex of just, you know, covering up my pain one more time, covering up my shame tomorrow, covering up the, the pride that was just, just burning up inside me that I wasn't the guy anymore. Going around the mountain, going around the mountain, going around the mountain, finally, in 99, I said to myself, you know what? I can't do it. I finally got arrested. I'm coming off the plane, and um, at the other end of the line, there was people waiting for me. I looked around and I said, man, where can I run? And there's people over there, there's people over there, and there's a person standing in front of me and saying, you know, we have the suspicion that you're carrying narcotics. And I said, Wow, I'm really in a serious situation right now. I walk in, and there were these guys just like, Christian Asoy, no way, what's up? How you doing, man? Sick, we saw you on the news. Man, I had your board when I was a kid, and I'm like, so what are you here for? And he's like, murder, and, and I go, <laughs> what am I doing here? And I had my first phone call. And it was to my girlfriend, Jennifer. And all I can remember is calling her and saying, Babe, I'm looking at 10 years. I was crying, she's crying. And she said, I love you. We just gotta trust in God. And I went, I went, God? I said, I. I need an attorney, babe. I need I need a lawyer. I need I need bail and, and, and I'm not dying. What's God gonna do for me? See, I believed in karma. I believed in like God in a way where I thought God was everywhere. I thought my good behavior, my good person was that 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 ticket into this place called heaven if there was one. I had to question my existence. I said, why am I here? And I needed answers. And she said, go get a Bible, Christian. And I went, go get a Bible. <laughs> go get a Bible. Go get a Bible. And I remember just going into my room and me holding the Bible. You know, I just prayed right there. I said, God, if you're real, I said, God, if you're real, I need help. You know, I opened it up and I started a Genesis and it was like, 
this is like a Star Trek movie, and I just said, no, I'm not going to start there, and I opened it up to the end, and it said Revelation. I never had a Revelation yet, and I turned to John. I was like, who's John? And then I went to Psalms. I was like, what's Psalms? And what's, what's Proverbs? I was like, those are weird, weird names of books. And then I got to Kings. And when I got to Kings, I said, now this would be interesting. I'm going to start here. I believe it's the second chapter it was King David telling his son Solomon that if he would follow the Lord all of his days that he will be blessed and for me I just immediately it was like the scales fell off my eyes and I knew why I was where I was at I knew that I was created for a purpose that it was to know God, follow God, live for God, and love God. And it all started when I just opened up the Bible and read it. And from that moment on, all I did was read the Bible. All I did was want to know God. All I did was pray. And in the next two to three weeks, I gave my life to the Lord, me and my wife, over the phone, county jail, San Bernardino, and uh, with my uncle, he said, do you want to give your life to Jesus? And I said, yes, I do. I didn't know what came with that. I just knew I wanted to do it. And it was like, all of a sudden, I just cried my eyes out. And it was like all the guilt, all the pain, all the hurt, all the shame just fell off my shoulders and I was like sitting there knowing that I was moving into a whole new, new realm. And it was living for Jesus and I came alive. experienced every level of love that the world has to offer and there is no love like God's love. My name's Christian Hosoy and I am second. You know that's a perfect example how the Bible can change lives. Uh, the difference between Christian Hosoy and myself was that I didn't do drugs. I didn't get arrested in an airport. But I was no better than he was because I was unsaved. If I had died in that place in my life, I ended up in the same place that he would have been because I was unsaved and I didn't have Jesus in my life. You know, the Bible is such a powerful thing and it made such a big difference in his life in prison. And it's just, it's, it's, it's full of power. It's full of supernatural power. It's like no other book. And if you don't believe me, ask anybody else in here that's been saved and may have gone through something uh, that's a lot bigger than what my story is. But you know what? My story is unique as your story is unique. And the thing is that we all need Jesus just as Christian needed it. And when we talk about God and how powerful he is and that he just spoke everything into existence, uh, in Psalms 33, 6, it says, The Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. 
And, you know, a lot of people like to talk about the Big Bang Theory. And I don't have a problem with that. But I do know that there was somebody behind the Big Bang Theory. And that was God. And if he spoke it and he said it was a Big Bang Theory, I'm all in. Because what a powerful thing it is to speak everything into existence. And Jesus said in his words in John 6, uh, 63, it says... I have spoke to you the spirit of life. In other words, Jesus says, when I talk, it's not just words. It's filled with a power that can change your life. So this morning, we're going to look at Hebrews 4.12. And this is going to be the scripture that we're going to kind of focus everything around today. It says, it says, for the word of God is living and active. Uh, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the division of my soul and the spirit of joints and of marrow and discerning thoughts and intentions of my heart. The Word of God is actually alive. And it's alive, and it's just not on paper. It has energy, and it has power to change things. Uh, in Hebrews, you know, it talked about it being sharper than a two-edged sword. You know, the Word of God's not like a chainsaw. And it's not like a skill saw. It's like a scalpel. A scalpel is used so it could do the fine cutting and the, and the muni... Uh, muni uh, details in your life that it can change you and I thank God for that but what exactly do I need in my life I need the same thing that you need in your life and that's change the things that you don't want the things that you can't change and the things that you don't need the Bible says in the word that, that uh, the Bible was not given to increase your knowledge the Bible was given to change your life and that's what's uh, so important I think we forget how important the Bible is to us because when we've been saved at an early age, we, we took the Bible and we applied it to our lives and we read it and we carried it everywhere. But now with technology, a lot of us just carry our phone and we look at the Bible app and everything like that. But it's important to open that word and to dive into that and to see where your life's falling apart. You know, before I was saved, I was at the end of my rope. Even though I was a young person, I was 15 years old. But today we're going to look at seven things that will make a difference in your life. First of all, the Word of God recreates my life. Uh, this means when, when I was falling apart, when I was down, he, he recreates my life. He made me a new being. He gave me a whole new life and He gave me a fresh start. That's exactly what Christian Hazoi happened when he was in prison. And all of you probably have experienced that yourself. In James 1.18 it says, He chose to give us birth through the word of truth. Without the word of God, none of us could have been saved. We wouldn't have known about heaven. We wouldn't have known about Jesus. We wouldn't have known that Jesus died on the cross for us. And we wouldn't have had any guidance that we could have applied it to our lives. God wants us to know him through his word. In 2 Timothy 3.15 it says, From a child you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation. The Bible has given us a path unto salvation. The second thing that we want to talk about is uh, it eradicates my guilt. And this is huge. As a Christian, we don't have to worry about things that we did before we were saved. Uh, I've known people in my life, I have people that are very close to me in my life, who dwell on things that they did before they were saved. They never can kind of get rid of that guilt or that shame in their life. But God gets rid of every bit of that. And that's what's so great. We don't have to worry about that. We get stuck in the memories of the past. And He wants us to be free of guilt. He wants to take every bit of that away. 
And uh, if you're carrying around guilt and shame today, you don't have to. In John 1.9, it says, If we confess our sins unto God, He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we just confess our sins, He's going to take away all that stuff and all that baggage that we've had to carry for so long. In Romans 8.1, it says there's no condemnation. No condemnation. That means there's zero, zip, nada, nothing. Because Jesus already paid the price for you on the cross. And that's great news. The third thing is, uh, we activate our faith once we read the Bible. It eliminates guilt, but it activates faith. And this is so important. And... I think that I wouldn't be able to stand up here today if I didn't have faith. I w I'm, I'm very nervous, and it's very intimidating. But God gives me a confidence that I wouldn't have had if I didn't know him. Um, there's all kinds of fears and failures that you have to face, but they're only uh, there if you let them be. In Romans 10:17, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of God. You know... A lot of us read a lot of books and everything like that, and we, we, we read self-help books. And when I was in the business world and I was in the education world, we were always given books that were going to help us have the tools. And self-help books are fine, but it didn't give you the power to overcome it like the Bible does. It teaches you what to do, but it doesn't give you the power to overcome it. The fourth thing that the Bible can do, it stimulates your growth. It recreates your life. It lets you start over. It gives you a brand new, fresh start. It eradicates your guilt and activates your faith. And in Timothy 3, 16 and 17, this is the verse that we had last week. It says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for the training of righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. And that, that verse says so much in there. When we're uh, talking about our life with Christ, we're on a path. And when we're on a path, um, it, the first part of it is when we hear that it's uh, teaching us, it teaches us how to get on that path. And then when we stumble or we fall, we get rebuked for it. Because we've, we've walked off that path, and when you get off the path, what happens? You usually end up in a ditch. And I've ended up in a ditch more times than I want to admit. And then um, it talks about tr and training for righteousness. That'll keep you on that path so you won't, won't go off of it again. Teaching is how God shows me the path to walk on. Rebuking is how I know I got on that path. And I just, I want us all to be able to walk on the path with Christ to know that we, we've got the tools that we need if we just open up our Bible and let him speak to us. The word of God helps me to grow. The fifth way is it illuminates your mind. You know, what does that mean? It says in Psalms 119, 130, it says, understand your word brings light to the minds of ordinary people. And that's what we are. We're just ordinary people. We can't do anything if God's not in it. We can, we can say we're going to do something. We can do things. But if Christ is not in it, he's not going to bless it, and he's not going to make it prosper. In Psalms uh, 119.99, it says, I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. 
And we talked about uh, meditation this week in the 40 Days of the Word. And meditation, we're not talking about the Middle Eastern type of meditation where you, um, or anything like that. We're talking about prayer. And when you pray, you need to listen for what God has to say to you. Sometimes we pray and we, we get done praying, we'll go to sleep or we, we'll get up and go about our business. But sometimes you need that quiet time just to sit there and let God speak to you about what you did here in those prayers. And that's when you get the most growth. He can turn on the light so you can have clear direction. In the sixth way, it can elevate your mood. You know, all of us have times where we, we become depressed or moody or we're just in a bad mood. I'm not somebody that when I was working that I would take coffee breaks or, or anything like that. But I wish that I'd known earlier about taking a Bible break. You know, opening up my Bible that it can, it can just give me everything that I need. Because all of us have times when we feel down in the dumps. But you know what? God can change your whole mood. It can give you a smile. It can make you be able to, to enjoy life in a, in a different way. And the last thing, it, it liberates your potential. All of us have potential here. And all of us have certain gifts. We have people that come in every Sunday morning that will work the computers back there or pro presenters or they'll play the instruments or they'll sing or as Brother Rick will bring the word and that takes a lot of potential. But you know what? I don't know what my full potential is. And you don't know what your full potential is. Your wife or your husband, your teacher, your boss, nobody knows what your full potential is because only God knows what you can do through Him. You know, as parents, I think we always try to believe the most in our children, but we never did understand, you know, what our, our, our children's full potential could be. And I think God, when, when I look at people and they're young and they ask Jesus in their life and they have their whole life to serve, but it doesn't matter if you're young, it doesn't matter if you're old, it's just that you ask Jesus in your heart. In Psalms 8, 31 and 32, it says, If you continue in my word and you're truly a disciple of mine, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You know, God unlocks all these truths for us. How does this all work? How does this happen for us? You've got to learn it. You've got to accept it. And you've got to do it. You can't um, do something if you've never learned, learned about it. And you've got to accept the Bible as your total authority of your life. And then you've got to act on it. Jesus says, now that you know these things, you are blessed to do them. You are blessed by the parts of the Bible that you know, but you're truly blessed by the parts of the Bible that you do. We need to do whatever the Bible tells us to do. Whatever is laid upon your heart. When I get these things for my life, I get recreated my life gets eradicated my mood gets elevated my faith gets activated more my spiritual growth just keeps growing and growing and my potential is totally liberated you just have to do those three things you have to learn it you have to accept it and you have to do it let's pray dear only father lord i thank you for this day and i thank you this time that we got to come together Lord, I just pray that if there's one here today that doesn't know you, that they'll make a decision to know you in such a way that they could come up to you. But Lord, if there's somebody here today that wants to make a decision to make the Bible 
and help them apply to their lives, whatever it is. Let them make that decision today, Lord. Lord, I love you above all else, and I thank you for Warehouse Church, and I thank you for everyone that's here, and I pray special blessing upon their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Take this time right now if you want to. If you want to come up and use this altar, this is your home. Feel free to pray. If you want to speak to me after the service, I'll be more than glad to talk with you. Whatever you need, we're here for you. Let's stand.